Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Tim Bowman coming at you with another episode of the podcast. This episode is going to be talking about the Resident Evil 3 remake game that came out a few months ago and was quickly forgotten about by most people, but we're still going to get into it. Talk about the game, what it did right, what went wrong, and my overall thoughts about it. Before we get into the episode though, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the username underscore Tim Bowman. That's underscore T-I-M-B-O-W-M-A-N. You can also check out my website at T-I-M-B-O-W-M-A-N.me. That's TimBowman.me. And you can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple, all those platforms. So check it out for future episodes. Uh, I'm recording this episode on Thursday night, June 16th, 2020. So let's get into the game and the episode itself. So Resident Evil 3 Remake, it first came out on April 3rd, 2020 for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Came out at 60 bucks, which we'll get into later, but was pretty pricey for what the overall game turned out to be. A little bit of background on the actual game itself. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis first released for the PS1 on September 22nd, 1999 in Japan and November 11th, 1999 in North America, which followed the release of Resident Evil 2 in 1998 on the PS1, which was a great game. Uh, one of my favorite games on the platform. And Nemesis also released for the Dreamcast in November 2000 and later on in the GameCube in January 2003, and the GameCube version was more of a port. Uh, I don't know if it was a port of the PS1 or Dreamcast version, but there wasn't any updates to it as far as like graphics graphics or gameplay. It was more like a, the straight game of it. And it's also available on the PS3 as a PS1 classic, which you can't play on the PS4. Uh, hopefully you can maybe play that on the PS5 at some point. But anyway, the storyline for the original game and that also follows into the remake. Uh, the story takes place 24 hours prior to the events in Resident Evil 2. And then later on in the game, the, there's a time shift and the, some of the events happen a few days after the events of Resident Evil 2. The main character is Jill Valentine, who is a STARS agent, who was the main character in the original Resident Evil game back in 1996 at the mansion where the franchise started. And now she's back in Raccoon City. She's trying to escape uh, the zombie-infected uh, town after it's infected with the T-virus. And there's basically zombies everywhere. So it's like the mansion incident, but uh, times 100. However, she's being hunted down by a new bioweapon called the Nemesis, which is programmed to kill all the remaining STARS members that were involved in what is uh, known to be called as the mansion incident of Resident Evil 1. So basically Umbrella Corporation, which is the the bad guys in the Resident Evil franchise, they created this new bioweapon to hunt down the STARS agents and basically kill any witnesses to the original uh, incidents of the game where their first virus got out. In Resident Evil 3, the Umbrella Biohazard Countermeasure Service, or UBCS for short, are sent to Raccoon City to help survivors escape but some of them also have ulterior motives uh, as they do ultimately work for the Umbrella Corporation. And in the, in the original game, the United States government eventually puts out a warning that they are going to destroy the city with a bombing, which you later find out is a nuclear bomb. So they went full, nu full on nuclear mode and to destroy the city and basically any survivors should evacuate immediately and try to outrun a nuclear bomb. Uh, the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis sold over 3.5 million lifetime copies on the PlayStation, uh, which it's currently makes it the 18th highest-selling Capcom game of all time. Uh, the highest-selling Resident Evil game in the franchise is Resident Evil 5, which released in March 2009, uh, with 7.6 million copies sold on the PS3 and Xbox 360, which is pretty impressive. That game was the co-op game starring Chris Redfield and uh, really a kind of a further departure for the franchise. It was really heavy heavy action based but it was, a, it was a pretty good game but at the time it was pretty controversial because 
I believe the game was set in Africa, and you're basically just running around killing a bunch of, uh, a lot of black zombies. It was this whole weird uh, thing to it, you know, with Capcom making the game and stuff. So there was a lot of controversy at the time. But um, it was a good game. Um, but yeah, that's still the highest selling Resident Evil game in the franchise. Uh, in the franchise. So that's pretty impressive. Almost 8 million copies sold on that. Uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake, which kind of... Um, for at least for the current generation of the remakes, because we had a, a remake of the original Resident Evil for the GameCube back in the early 2000s. Uh, Resident Evil 2 remake released on January 25th, 2019, on the same platforms as the Resident Evil 3 remake, so the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and currently has sold over 6.6 .6 million copies. So it's pretty much up there as uh, one of the best-selling Resident Evil games. The uh, before the game came out, the franchise had sold a total of over 98 million copies as of March 31st, according to Capcom's official numbers. With the release of Resident Evil 3, which is what the game is officially called, but I'm going to go back and forth between Resident Evil 3 remake because that's basically what it is to kind of differentiate between this game and the original. Uh, it did sell over 2 million copies, uh, at least in the first five days. So the franchise is now at over 100 million games sold, which is actually pretty crazy. And there's just been a ton of Resident Evil games on so many platforms over the years. So that's it's a pretty impressive sales numbers. But getting into this Resident Evil 3 remake, or Resident Evil 3, the development of the game took over three years. So it was going on at the same time as Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, it was developed by Capcom's Division 1 studio, which is one of their main studios that works on the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, there was also help from a Capcom subsidiary called K2 Inc., along with external studios M2 and Redworks, which are Japanese-based developers. Uh, the game's director for Resident Evil 3 remake was, I'm going to butcher some of these names, so I apologize in advance, is Kyoko Sakata, who was formerly the lead programmer on Resident Evil 4. So the guy's got a lot of history with, with the Resident Evil franchise. That was one of the best games in the series and one of the best games ever made. So he was the lead gameplay programmer on that, on that title. He also worked on the old Resident Evil games on the original PlayStation. He is at his own studio called Redworks. So not officially a Capcom employee, but he's doing his own thing. But he was brought in to be the game's director. The producer of the game, again, I'm going to butcher this name, was Masachika Kawada, who was also the producer on Resident Evil Revelations, the two, uh, that franchise, that kind of like a mini franchise within the series, the, the two games that released in 2002, 2012 and 2015. And he was also the producer on Resident Evil 7 that came out in 2017, which is a great game. Uh, Kawada has been with Capcom since the mid-90s, and he also worked on the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So again, there's people on this development team that have you know, been with, associated with the Resident Evil franchise for a long time. So you can kind of see that it just wasn't all new people working on it. It was people with long-standing history. The M2 studio was... A supporting team on the game's development, but it kind of sounded like they were perhaps the main development team behind the, most of the game. Um, this studio was founded by ex-Platinum Games president Tatsuya Minami in 2017, who formerly was a longtime Capcom employee between 1987 and 2006, having worked on games like Street Fighter II, the Mega Man franchise, and was one of the producers on the Sega Saturn port in Resident Evil. That's a console you haven't heard in a long time, the Sega Saturn. And he was also the producer on Resident Evil Zero, which came out in 2002 for the GameCube. And that Resident Evil is really not that popular. Uh, it's kind of one of the maybe more forgotten games of the franchise, but it's really not up there as one of the more popular titles. The M2 studio is uh, based in Osaka, Japan, with many former Platinum Games and Capcom employees. And the name is kind of interesting because M2 stands for Minami, and 
Nakami, who was supposed to work at the studio, but uh, he's doing his own thing at Tango Gameworks, and he's also the actual creator of the Resident Evil franchise. You can see where the studio has its history based in Resident Evil and Capcom itself. Resident Evil 2 Remake was handled more by Capcom's internal studio as compared to Resident Evil 3 Remake. And again, it sounded like M2 and a lot of the external studios, but mostly M2, was, was a big focus uh, of the development uh, compared to the Resident Evil 2 Remake. The Resident Evil 3 Remake game engine was still using the RE engine, which was first used in Resident Evil 7. And it's also in Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2 Remake. So that, the game engine is phenomenal. It really kind of brings the remake to life. And it's one of, the, one of the more positives about it. The Capcom really has a really good graphical engine behind its games now uh, going into the future. So I mentioned this previously. The, the game sold fairly well for, you know, when it first released. It... According to Capcom, it shipped over 2 million copies in the first five days back in April. And 50% of the sales were from digital sales, according to the company. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Again, that shift towards digital, people downloading the games. And I think a lot of that also probably had to do with uh, the COVID-19 epidemic and things like that. But still, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive to get that many sales from digital. So some background on the game of me actually playing it. I played it on uh, PC on Steam after buying it for like 40 bucks on CD keys. $60 seemed kind of steep. I was like, ugh, I'm, I'm going to try to get a deal on this. I haven't played the original game in probably over 20 years. I did play it originally on the original PlayStation in 99. I remember seeing the game on the cover of PSM Magazine. Shout out to PSM Magazine and all the old school gamers that actually remember that magazine because it was awesome but they had a really great artistically drawn cover on uh, for the magazine as the feature story for for that issue um with jill and nemesis on the cover and i still have that issue somewhere um buried in a box somewhere but that's kind of where i was first seeing the game and i played on the playstation i don't think i ever beat it i think i was like 10 at the time um but it was an awesome game so I, I played it on the original PlayStation. I own the GameCube version at some point. I remember buying it at GameStop and like some buy two, get one free thing. And that game was always like worth money. It was always like rare. So it was like 40 or 50 bucks. And I think to this day it still holds its value. But I, I played it briefly on the GameCube, like maybe like the first hour. And I just, I never went and completed it. So I, I vaguely remember parts about Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, but overall most of it's lost to memory. So I went into this Resident Evil 3 remake almost completely fresh, not looking up a lot of stuff to remember like on YouTube from the original game. Uh, I do remember how great the Nemesis character was, though, from Resident Evil 3, the game, the original. He was just awesome. He was just terrifying. He would just come at you and just destroy you, pop out of nowhere, hit a rocket launcher. Um, it was just frightening. I mean, especially as a kid, it just scared the crap out of you. And he was like really just an amazing part of that game that unfortunately didn't transfer over completely to this remake, um, which is one of the my big negatives for the game. But the original, at least in the original, they really nailed that Nemesis character down. Uh, how he would come after you in these really tight corridors sometimes. You'd be running down an alley and the Nemesis just pops out of nowhere. The music changes. He starts chanting stars because that's the only... The words he ever says in the entire game he's shooting rockets at you he's just picking you up and like choke slamming you and it was frightening because back then you know there wasn't the save anywhere feature so if you died I, that that was it you, you would lose all your gameplay so if you didn't save in a while and you, you encountered the nemesis you were pretty much screwed because you either had to run away or waste all your ammo on him or try to take him down but you can never kill him until the end of the game so that's another frightening thing even though you you kept attacking him and maybe defeated him temporarily, he would always come back. But anyway, the again, I have I have fond memories of the original game, but it's been over 20 years. It came out in 99. It's 2020 now. It's 21 years. It's been a very long time uh, since, I, since I played that game, and it's four console generations ago. But it was a great game. The original was great. Um, 
comparing Resident Evil 3 Remake to the Resident Evil 2 Remake that came out last year, the Resident Evil 2 Remake is just way better. I, I think it's it's kind of kind of uh, surprising how much better Resident Evil 2 Remake is to this, that, the, that there's a, such a quality difference, but we're going to get into that um, in this episode. So going over the Resident Evil 3 Remake, some, some details about the actual game. Um, the game starts off with some real live action cutscenes featuring real actors, which is kind of cool. I liked, kind of reminded me of that, like, old school Resident Evil games. Just the, like, chaos in the streets of the supposed Raccoon City. There's news reporters talking about all that stuff going on, the city's rioting, etc. Um, the game starts off with Jill Valentine in her apartment, which I believe is a new setting. I don't think the original game started like that. She's in her apartment. She gets a frantic phone call that she should run away immediately. And before she can even, you know, get going, the nemesis attacks her within the first, you know, five, ten minutes of the game. Uh... Nikolai, I'm going to butcher his name too, the last name, Zinoviev, I probably said that wrong, from the original game of the Umbrella Mercenary Team, the UBCS, is one of the game's main antagonists. For some reason, I feel like he was more of an antagonist in this game than the original. Maybe he was like fleshed out more, I don't, I don't really remember. Again, it's been 20 years. There's an updated Nemesis design for this game. Um, the face looks weird, and if you want to check out the face, I mean, you can go on, you know, YouTube or something, watch a trailer of it, but I also have some pictures on my website in this, the post that goes with this podcast, there's some screenshots from the game, if you want to check them out. He starts off the game with, like, black duct tape all over him, and then as more time goes on in the game, his appearance starts to show off more, and then eventually he starts transforming into these crazy different creatures, but um, he also, which I believe is new, carries a flamethrower and uses it during a boss fight. I don't remember him having that in the original game. The Resident Evil 3 remake story is completely linear. Uh, there are no uh, live section parts uh, in Res that were from Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, the original game, where players could choose different story paths. You know, basically there would be like two options that would pop up. Like, for example, if the nemesis uh, attacked you randomly, you could either choose to fight or like run into a building or something. So there was, there was, uh, I believe around 10 or so in the original game of different like choices you could do and it would kind of affect the storyline and the ending you got. Uh, those are completely gone. They're not in the game anymore. The game is a lot more compact um, it starts off in Raccoon City, then you go into the sewers, and you're back in the city, and then you play as Carlos, who is also a UBCS mercenary, who was a main protagonist in the original game. His, his look is different, um, he's got like a mop on his head now, his hair looks actually ridiculous, I, I hated his design at first, but he's kind of, I feel like he was more fleshed out in this game as well compared to the original but you play as him briefly in the, in the raccoon city police department and then you're in the city subway tunnels and you're back in the city again and then you're in a hospital which is a new section of the game and then you're in this underground nest facility where umbrella was doing a lot of testing and, and things like that um, this there are some new locations and stores added to the city that are different i think there's like a donut shop and like a toy store with like Mega Man toys in it but overall, it's pretty similar to the original game. Um, you can this, In this game, you can dodge attacks for a slight advantage against enemies. For example, if you time a dodge right, Carlos will melee attack enemies with like a fist punch or like kind of like a shove. Um, the knife is now a permanent weapon instead of being, uh, being able to be broken like in Resident Evil 2 Remake. I always hated that. Like the knife would just like break after like a couple stabs to the zombie's head, you know, but this this game is a permanent weapon, so you always have a, a, a single knife. Um, Jill's grenade launcher in this game also has new mine rounds that stick to surfaces and can explode on enemy, enemy contact. 
Uh, I believe this is instead of the mine thrower weapon in the original game. So instead of a, a weapon for that, they just added a new ammo type for the grenade launcher, which is kind of cool. And it does come in, into contact with um, a boss fight against Nemesis, which really helps you out. There are different enemies in the game. So there is a new Nemesis-infected zombie that looks like the Ganados from Resident Evil 4 and 5 who are infected what is, with what is called the Plagas Parasite. So basically it's these zombies. If you shoot them in the head, um, their head would explode and then would like these tentacles would come out or something and they would still be alive and like be able to attack you and stuff. But in this game, the nemesis is able to transform these regular zombies into these parasite zombies, which is actually a change in the Resident Evil storyline and the lore. So it changes the storyline from Resident Evil 4, where you're playing as Leon Kennedy. And that game, that game came out in like 2005. So it changes that where Umbrella was basically finished after the events of Resident Evil 3. And it was an all-new virus being brought back from hundreds of years ago. Leon Kennedy goes into the Spanish village to rescue the president's daughter. And this, like, cult is using this virus they dug up from the ground or something to, like, control people. Uh, but in Resident Evil 3 Remake, uh, now basically the nemesis was partially designed to, quote-unquote, artificially create the Plagas virus and spread it around. So that's different. So they're kind of reconnecting the games together when Resident Evil 4 was more of a standalone game at the time it was completely different with you know it was more of an action game and complete departure gameplay and storyline wise from the previous Resident Evil games which made it made it so different and made it such an awesome game but now they're kind of like trying to connect the games together which plays into them actually potentially remaking Resident Evil 4 which is rumored in Resident Evil 3 Remake, there's also a new enemy called the Drain Demos, which are basically fleas that have mutated in size from the T-Virus and suck your blood, giving you poison status. When I came across these in the game, I thought they were spiders at first. That's how gigantic they are, so that's kind of a new enemy. There's also a new enemy in the game called Paleheads, which are basically these just gray-skinned, formerly human zombie type enemies that are we can regenerate their their health and stuff like that so it takes forever to kill them um, these guys were originally in resident evil revelations so again they're kind of like bringing some of these games together and and tightening up the the gameplay and the lore and the storyline and stuff like that and there's also updated hunter Hunter B, which are the Hunter Betas in the in the game's hospital section, and also Hunter G Gamma enemies in the sewers, which are completely annoying, and I hated them because they can just like suck you up and eat you in like one kill. Uh, super annoying. And there's no spiders in this game, which is a bummer because I feel like every Resident Evil game needs spiders. Well, and. Also, some other different changes in the game. Um, there's really no puzzles at all as compared to the old Resident Evil games and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. It's basically the extent of a puzzle would be like you're finding an item and using it in the correct location. Like, you know, getting like a key or something and opening it for a door or something like that. It's very basic. There's no like intricate puzzles that really make you think, which were kind of a staple of the original Resident Evil games. There's, like I mentioned before, there's a new hospital section that's pretty lengthy that's added to the game where you play as Carlos for a majority of the time. Um, there was one section I thought was really pretty annoying and bad where you had to like fend off a ton of zombies and hunters while you were waiting for the, the, the ceiling to collapse to, to block off the entrance of the hospital. It was really annoying because it just kept coming at you and just wouldn't stop and then they just added hunters on top of that which can kill you in like one hit super annoying and also there's a new nest what, what they call the nest 2 area where umbrella based its developments of the viruses and creatures under the city which is one of the uh it's basically the last area of the game uh it was a pretty cool area i i, I liked it it was kind of interesting to see what they did with that um, some of the other changes, 
stuff that that involves is there's a few boss fights involving the nemesis and his different forms so i'm sure if you played the original game and beat it and actually still remember it or played it recently and it's still fresh in your mind um they kind of updated some of those boss fights and his final form is absolutely uh ridiculous and crazy but um there's a there's a few fights where he's still like his nemesis form where he's like stalking you and you know and and on two feet, on two legs. Post game has uh, some some different things. You can play on harder difficulties. Uh, the game has five difficulty stages to it, uh, up to hardcore, nightmare, and then inferno mode, where in inferno mode, auto save is disabled. There is a post game shop to buy items and perks with points earned in the game, like infinite rocket launcher, which costs. Like 62,400 points. Uh, I finished the game with a little over 8,000 points, so it does take time to to build that up. Um, if you complete all the in-game records, which is what the game calls these kind of like side quest things or in-game achievements, which are a combination of the game's actual achievements and trophies plus additional challenges like defeating a number of certain enemies with each weapon, and it keeps the running total of that. You get points towards like infinite ammo or you know different costumes or something like that. Um, you can also things to do post game. You can do speed running and to aim for better rankings. You know there's S rank, A rank, B rank, C rank, you know etc. So that's kind of some of going over the game um, without getting into too many spoilers. Um, that's kind of an overview of it. So the remake does, the Resident Evil 3 remake does some things good. Um, the graphics look absolutely amazing with the Resident Evil engine, with the RE engine. Looks um, looks fantastic. This is kind of like what we remember the game looking like in our memories. But if you go back and look at Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, it looks like crap now because it's been like 20 years. But this is like in our mind what the game always looked like. The city looks great. The graphics are awesome. There's like destruction everywhere. The zombies look good. The characters look great. So it's like really, really cool. It's really awesome um, game engine that Capcom developed. Jill Valentine has a new design, which is great. You know, her face looks different. Her outfits are different. Her kind of attitude's a little bit different compared to the original game. Um, I think it's great. I think it's awesome that the updated design's really good. You know, taking that Resident Evil into the, the kind of the future there. It's also different from the... I think she had a different look in like Resident Evil 5 and 6 even. like It's different from that, so it's like an all-new look. Carlos is pretty good in the game. He, I felt like he was more expanded upon in this. He had like more dialogue and stuff. So he was a good protagonist, good side character. Um, there's lots of cutscenes, which look great. So the story is kind of, you know, it's good as you continue to play the game. And the gameplay itself is actually really awesome. It's really good, really solid. The shooting is great. The the gun gameplay is great. Everything feels really good and smooth on that side. So it's it plays good. It plays like a good action game. I, I didn't have any complaints from a from a gameplay standpoint. Most of it was most of my issues with the game were from a design standpoint and some of the creative choices that um, Capcom and M2 decided to go with for this remake as compared to the Resident Evil 2 remake. So. There was a lot of things I didn't I didn't really particularly care for. I thought could have been done better in the Resident Evil 3 remake. I definitely feel it should have been a bigger and expanded game. So you can you can pretty much finish Resident Evil 3 on your first run. I would say between five, six, seven hours, eight hours tops if you're like really slow. Um, I felt like I did finish it faster because I actually beat. Resident Evil 2 Remake, I beat it with uh, both storylines with Chris, I'm sorry, with Leon and Claire. So I beat the game twice. So I, I kind of, you do encounter some of the similar areas. So you kind of, it, it, in a way, even though it's a different game, you kind of feel like you know where to go and what to do. Um, but, you know, it's definitely shorter than the, it feels much shorter. And that's because, too, there's just cut content in the game. It's very linear. There's not a lot of player choice, and there's, it's just the so the design choices and the creative choices made are just it's just the game is just shorter. 
So in your first run, again, if, unless you're like completely slow and you don't know what you're doing, you can beat the game in between five and seven hours. Like I said, eight hours if you're just, you know, killing time. Um, it's definitely a remake that would upset up, that would upset some fans of the original game. Um, again, I was a fan of the original game, and I vaguely remembered it. Like vaguely remembered it. I just mostly remembered the Nemesis stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't a great remake." Um, I think even like new fans that really haven't played the Resident Evil stuff, or they don't they don't have any nostalgia for the old games, or they maybe they're just they're just coming fresh. I think even they would think maybe the game kind of sucks. The gameplay is great. The gameplay is really good, but the game itself is just it. This, it's not really. This, it's very linear. Some of the design choices aren't great, and they would be like, "Well, this is this is just you know, it's really brief. It's not like a full. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a full fledged game. It feels like downloadable content for like Resident Evil Two, um, when you're comparing both games, and it's not like you're comparing Resident Evil Three Remake to The Evil Within or some other recent horror game." that's come out in the last few years, when you're comparing it directly to a game that the same company put out last year, a Resident Evil 2 Remake, it's just not as good. And I think the expectations were really high with what they did with Resident Evil 2 Remake and how great they did that and how awesome it was. It just combined all that nostalgia for the original game. I feel like it kept, it kept the spirit true to that while making it a new game at the same time. And they just didn't do that with Resident Evil 3. It, it just feels like it's missing something. It feels empty in a way, and it feels like a missed opportunity. And I, I again, I, I think it should have been a bigger game and an expanded game on the original. Um, it definitely is missing content for sure. Um, I had to look up some of these sections online because, again, I didn't remember the game. I vaguely remembered some of these parts. So Resident Evil 3 Remake is missing complete sections and areas from the original game, like the Clock Tower, City Hall, the Press Office, the Raccoon City Park, the Graveyard, and the Dead Factory. Um, I believe the Dead Factory has been kind of changed creatively into the Nest location. So there are some changes there, but that area is completely, it's completely different. Um, these sections and areas were either completely removed or, like I said, I meant briefly molded into other areas and combined into sections. Um, other missing content is the Gravedigger, which was a large worm boss fight in the graveyard, is completely cut out of the game. Again, there's no graveyard, and there's also no uh, Gravedigger boss fight. Um, Carlos, this time, briefly explores the Raccoon City Police Department instead of Jill, and he has to go to the star's office to locate one of Umbrella's scientists who was hiding out in an undisclosed location who has the cure for the virus so it's completely different and again if you're, you're exploring the a lot of the resident evil 2 remake took place in the raccoon city police department and when you're playing as carlos like you're, you're going through some of the same rooms so you already know where to go so you're, you're you're just kind of briefly there and a lot of the sections are just like closed off you're not able to fully explore it it's pretty linear on the path that it sets you on so that's been changed um, and then more content that's been completely just removed that's not even in the game at all is the Mercenaries Operation Mad Jackal mode, which is completely cut. Uh, this The Mercenaries mode was this post-game minigame where you can play as the Umbrella Soldiers, Carlos, Mikael, or Nikolai. And, you know, the player would be scored uh, based on their performance by killing enemies. Uh, while under a time limit to get to the end of the level and the game mode before a bomb implanted and the Umbrella Soldier would explode. So again, you were like under time constraints, you're facing all these enemies, it's hard, it's tough, you're getting, you're getting bonuses and time bonuses by killing enemies and racing through the level. And it was pretty challenging. I, I remember playing that as a kid and being not being able to beat it because it was so hard. But, I mean, hard for me as a 10-year-old or whatever. But uh, that, that mode is not in the game at all, so that's been completely removed. Um, there also are no epilogue files, which were notes earned by beating the game, uh, which featured eight characters from the series like Jill, Chris Redfield, or Barry, and what happened to them after Raccoon City was destroyed. So again, these, are like, these were just like brief text files that would appear on the screen, and you would find out what they were doing after you know, the events of the game. Those are not in the game at all. Um, there's no real puzzles. I, you know, again, I remember Resident Evil 3 
even though it's been 20 years, that there was puzzles in the game that you would have to solve, collect items and figure things out and position things and things like that. Um, there's none of that in this game at all. It's there's completely removed. Um, there's no multiple endings or, or branching storyline sections. Uh, like I mentioned before, the 10 or so live selection sections aren't in the game where you the player had two choices of what to do. Um, those are completely not in the game at all. It's totally linear. The game tells you, puts you on a path, so you're following the same order as you further go along and try to beat the game. Another change, uh, Barry Burden, good old Barry from Resident Evil 1, isn't in the game at all. Um, minor spoilers for a game that's over 20 years old, but in the original he was the pilot of the escape helicopters in one of the endings, and now the pilot in the in the in the ending for this is just some random random dude that you know some faceless some faceless guy. Um, some other changes to the game: uh, Brad Vickers, who was a Stars member, uh, kind of a jabroni of the the Stars team. Um, he's not brutally killed by the nemesis at the beginning of the game like he was in Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Uh, which was a really great cutscene, and it kind of set the mood for the nemesis and what he was capable of doing in that original game. Because he just like, I, I believe he like just like ripped the guy's face off and like slammed him into the ground, and you're like, oh crap, he just killed this guy like than that. So it set the tone for the game. Uh, instead, in this game, he's kind of an idiot. He gets bitten by a zombie while trying to hold the door for Jill, and then he gets overrun by them. Uh, Minor spoilers, okay? You do encounter him later on and as a zombie, and, you know, you can kill him. Um, the Some other changes are the Nemesis uh, shoots down an escape helicopter with his rocket launcher early on in the game, like within the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, uh, if that even, uh, instead of at the clock tower section, which was actually a really great scene because Jill's leaving this, and I still remember this from when I played it as a kid, Jill's leaving the clock tower. She's thinking she's finally going to escape the city. And then, you know, uh, there was like some puzzles you solved there or something. And then I think a helicopter was called for, for an escape. And then he shoots it down. And then she's like, no. And like her all her hope is like dashed. Well, in this game, it, in the, the Resident Evil 3 remake, it happens within the first 10 minutes. So it doesn't have that same effect, you know, like of the nemesis, like like just totally screwing you over because it happens so quickly. Um, the nemesis, like I mentioned before, uh, early on in, the sh in this episode, also appears much earlier in the remake, like literally right at the start of the game within the first few minutes. So that's different too. Again, it sets a different tone for the game as compared to the original. Um... It, it, it doesn't live up to the Resident Evil 2 remake in terms of quality. Just from the, uh, the gameplay is tight. The gameplay is all right. It's good. It's good on that front. Like, you're not going to have any complaints with the gameplay too much. But just the, the like I said, the design decisions. Uh, you know, the town originally, it does feel kind of big at first. But when you start playing it, you're, you're going back and forth into the town. It's like I've already, it's, it feels so short. It feels compact. doesn't feel expanded at all doesn't have that same level of quality that the Resident Evil 2 remake has, where I just thought it was probably one of my favorite games and one of the best games of this generation, in my opinion. Definitely one of the best games of 2019. You know, Resident Evil 3 remake is, is not getting any, like, Game of the Year nominations. Uh, it probably will by the, the mainstream, you know, award shows or something, but, like, it's not, you know, people that play the game are not going to uh, rate it that high. Um, and the game, it does, like I mentioned, the game does feel really short, which is another negative to it. Um, the campaign, like I said, can be finished between five to seven hours. And this is including cutscenes, which don't include, um, they don't include, uh, they don't count for the in-game time that the game keeps for you. So there's, a, there's like at least maybe like two hours of cutscenes in the game. So on my first run, my total play time was seven hours and two minutes, but my clear time was five hours and two minutes. So there's two hours of cutscenes. I got a C rank with 13 deaths. 
Again, another reason why the game feels so short is because, and just not as fleshed out is because they, they reused a lot of the assets like zombies. Um, it's the same zombie designs as Resident Evil 2 Remake. There's areas in the city like buildings and the police station and, and different things like that that are just taken from Resident Evil 2 Remake, so you've already kind of seen that. Um... So it kind of feels like you're, you're like, oh, I've already been here before. Even though the first game had that, the the, the original game, it just felt it felt different in a way. Like it felt like it more expansive. Um, definitely, if you played the Resident Evil Two remake, you're more familiar with the city and the the sections and where to go. Um, I definitely felt like I wasn't like lost at any point in this game. I kind of immediately knew what to do and where to go. Um, there's just not a lot of replay value from my perspective either. You can easily finish the game quickly on a second playthrough because the first one is so short. If you, you play it a second time on the same difficulty, if you're trying to get like an S rank or something or get those points for the post-game shop, I mean, you could beat the game pretty quickly. If you try it at a hard, harder difficulty, you know, depending on how good you are at playing the game, you could, you could still beat it pretty quickly. Um, I don't think the Nemesis is as good as the Tyrant or Mr. X as he as uh, who appeared in Resident Evil 2 Remake, who was phenomenal, who would just like stalk you and just just put this like really the fear of God into you. Um, Nemesis is just it's just not scary in this game. It's just it's it's one of the things they kind of really messed up for me when compared to the original game because that's something I remember from like. 20 years ago and I don't think I'm going to remember anything about this nemesis in like six months from now so um unless you know I happen to listen to this podcast again or something I'm not going to remember anything about this game um the encounters definitely aren't when you encounter the nemesis they definitely aren't as good as the as in Resident Evil 3 nemesis the original game they don't have that special feeling to them like the oh crap like what am I going to do I never felt like I was going to die and like I, I never felt threatened. I never felt like pressured. I always knew I could get past whatever he was gonna do, um, which was a problem of the of the, his design of this in this game. Um, a minor thing: he didn't seem to really chant stars as much as he hunted you, or at least it wasn't audible enough, which was like a cool thing of the original game. And I don't, I didn't think the music really felt either. It felt like it didn't set the mood of like what the nemesis should be. Um, his appearances are are incredibly scripted. They feel much more scripted than in, in than in the original game. Um, he's missing that scary factor like almost completely. The atmosphere is just different. It's it's just not the same for me. Um, there's also there also was this like silly rocket launcher section where you, where compared to like the old game, it felt like he could kill you with that like instantly. But um, in this game, he shoots them at you, and there's like lasers that Jill's dodging in slow motion, and in like a tight, in like on the city street. It was like it was just kind of stupid, um, and it was it was more silly than scary. So again, his um, compared to the original game, it's it doesn't feel as good, and, and compared to the last game they just put out last year with Mr. X, it, it's just not as good either. Um, Another change I didn't like, Carlos's new design looks weird. Um, he's got goofy hair um, compared to his um, slick back look, which actually can be unlocked as an alternative costume after being in the game. Again, I liked his character. I didn't like his look. Um, and again, the another thing they changed. So again, this game's over 20 years old, which is based on the U.S. government destroys the Raccoon City um, with a nuclear bomb, right? They drop this bomb on it, wipes out everything. The cutscene in the original game, and if you look this up on YouTube or actually go play the game, it's still pretty cool, even though it's like 20 years old. Um, the ending in this game with the nuclear explosion doesn't look as, as cool at all, and this game is like way better graphics, and it, it should be even cooler. Um, it just felt like really basic and kind of like and like an afterthought when in the first game it like was really impacted because like this nuclear bomb just like wipes out everything and you see like zombies exploding in the air and buildings crumbling and this one it just doesn't have that effect at all so i was pretty disappointed by the ending um especially getting to that point i was like oh that's it like it felt kind of kind of lame um so yeah it, you know Re resident evil 3 remake i would say it's probably a good game for like newcomers 
Uh, if you've never played a Resident Evil game before, um, at this point, there's been like 40 of them. Um, I don't know how you haven't, but if you haven't, you know, if you've never played it, you just happen to get this one, it's probably all right. Um, but you just can't help but feel disappointed, um, especially after how good Resident Evil 2 Remake was. Uh, again, Resident Evil 3, I, I've kind of been down on it a lot. It's it's a solid video game. It's a solid, good gameplay game. But as far as all the other stuff of what it should, it should have been as a remake, um, I don't think they've lived up to that at all. I think um, it, it kind of bombed in that. And again, this, this game's, you know, I'm, I'm talking to, I'm doing this show a, a couple of months after the game came out. And I think I felt like after the first week the game came out, everybody forgot about it. Like it was just an afterthought. And especially at this point, like no one's talking about Resident Evil anymore. Like they're, they're talking about new Resident Evil games. They're not talking about the one that just came out. You know, they're talking about Resident Evil 8. They're not talking about Resident Evil 3 uh, remake. So it's definitely, um, it's not going to have um, lasting value, a, a lasting impression. I think Resident Evil 2 remake is going to look look is going to be looked upon fondly back and back upon fondly, and Resident Evil 3 this remake is is going to be like just an afterthought. It's going to be forgotten. Um, I think the game should have been thirty bucks. Sixty dollars is like way too much for this game. Again, at at some points when I was playing it, I, I just felt like it was downloadable content for Resident Evil 2. Um, I just thought the game was decent, but you can't you can't help feel but disappointed by it, especially as a Resident Evil fan and somebody that played the original was alive when it was when it first came out, and then you know especially when that when that franchise started, seeing where it is now, um, you can't help but feel you know just uh, man just bummed out because it was a, it's a big missed opportunity. Um, it's a it's a solid game. It's all right. It's it's okay. But comparing to what it should have been, what the possibilities could have been, it, it, it falls it falls flat pretty bad. Um, and again, just a missed opportunity for what Resident Evil 3, uh, a remake should have been in that game, of that game with Nemesis, one of the coolest uh, uh, bad guys from that era and in the Resident Evil franchise. And it's like, well, they kind of wasted it on this game. So what are you going to do? Um as far as the future of the Resident Evil franchise, um, while the Resident Evil 3 remake didn't have the Mercenaries mode, which is kind of like a multiplayer kind of thing to it, it did come with a free multiplayer online game called Resident Evil Resistance. Um, on PC, if you're playing it on Steam, there's a Resident Evil 3 uh, file, and there's also a separate game download for Resident Evil Resistance, so it's two separate games. So Resident Evil Resistance is not actually in Resident Evil 3 Remake. It's a separate like game. I, I, I assume it's the same for on consoles like on Xbox and PS4, but at least on Steam it's two separate games. It's a four versus one multiplayer game where the mastermind, who is the one player, sets up traps and uses monsters to take out the four survivors. Um, some of them are like new random people, and you can also play as like Jill and things like that. So the um, so it does have elements of Resident Evil 3 in it. Um, I think this game is going to be forgotten, just like the 2016 Umbrella Chronicles multiplayer spinoff. No one plays that. No one talks about it. Um, it feels like a game that takes a longer time to learn and get the hang of. Of course, some people are going to really be into it. I didn't care for it. I tried getting into it. Didn't really like it. Didn't care about it. Not going to play it. Um, not going to be into it. Not going to devote multiplayer time to it at all. Um, so that's that. Um, a Resident Evil 4 uh, remake, uh, as I mentioned before, how they were kind of changing some of the storyline of the the lore of Resident Evil in Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake is rumored, confirmed, uh, according to VGC, which is Video Game Chronicle, Video Games Chronicle, uh, a website at uh, videogameschronicle.com. Uh, the 2005 game will uh, that came out that year on the GameCube is literally going to be playable on every console ever made because that game is imported to everything since the GameCube. Um, it's rumored to be developed by M2, who is the external team that handle, handled 
mostly handle the Resident Evil 3 Nemesis uh, remake, which is this game we just uh, devoted this episode to. So I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I feel like Resident Evil 3 Remake was like a warm-up for them, so hopefully they knock it out of the park with Resident Evil 4. I think they will because uh, based on the feedback, a lot of the feedback that they've gotten online that people have talked about you know, on forums and Twitter and YouTube and all that stuff, a lot of people were disappointed with Resident Evil 3 Remake. And I think Resident Evil 4 is like Capcom's like bread and butter, like that's their game. I don't think they're going to let it suck. Um, but again, just a heads up, you know, like M2, it's rumored to be like, this is their, this is their game they're developing. Um, the development started, start as rumored to start in 2018, uh, rumored for a 2022 release. So that is 17 years after the original came out, which is insane to me because it feels like I just played that game on the PS2 and it's 17 years now. Uh, which is incredible. Uh, Mikami is also someone involved in the project, although informally it sounded like uh, he apparently gave his blessing to Capcom to remake the game, and I, I think maybe he's given some opinions and input on it. Um, my thoughts on the Resident Evil 4 remake, when I first heard about it, I was like, why are they remaking this? Is it really necessary? Um, to me, it's like the perfect game. I loved it. It's it's one of my top five games of all time. I've beaten it. Oh my gosh, I, I've beaten that game so many times. I beat it on the PS2. I beat it on the GameCube. I played it on the. I think I played it on PS3. I played it on you know PC. You know, it's like, it's one of my favorite games ever. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do to it to remake it to change it. Um, you know, I get it. To me, it's 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 always weird because it feels like this just game. This game just came out, but that's like two console generations ago. So there's like people that are playing on like PS4 right now that weren't even born when that game came out. So if you're like, you know, ten years old or something, and you're gaming, like you 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 weren't even born when this thing came out. So um, it would be kind of cool to see it in that Resident Evil uh game engine because I, I did recently play resident evil 4 a bit on steam um like a month or two ago and the graphics said they're pretty good they're pretty serviceable it was also remastered a couple years ago for the uh i believe for the ps4 and the xbox one as well as you know it was ported to the ps3 and the xbox 360 so it did get a little bit of a graphical update but it does look old it does look like a game that came out in 2005 so it would be cool to see it in the Resident Evil engine, but what I don't I don't know what what could they possibly remake for this almost perfect game? Uh, are they going to take stuff out? Are they going to add stuff? You know, what are they going to do? Um, are they going to change the storyline? Because they've already started changing the storyline in this game, Resident Evil Three re, uh, Remake, with uh, the nemesis spreading the Plagas thing. So once you start doing that, it starts changing how Resident Evil 4 is connected to the other games, so they might completely change the storyline, which was, uh, you know, kind of silly to begin with, but, you know, um, from a gameplay and design standpoint, I don't know what, what, what they're going to do for it, um, but that's a long development cycle, you know, 2018, rumored to start, rumored for a 2022 release, that's, you know, over four years developing it, so it's a big project for, the, for Capcom. Um, and that's that's their that's their big game, Resident Evil Four. Um, I would actually like to see a Code Veronica remake, which was the two thousand game, uh, the year two thousand, uh, the game that came out for uh, the Dreamcast and later on the PS Two, and it was also ported to you know the PS Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty as a digital download. Uh, that game starred Claire, starred uh, Claire Redfield and uh, Canadian Steve, who was kind of. Uh, a fun character in that game, but I, I mean that it's kind of Code Veronica. I would ex I would have expected they remade that because um, there's really no way to play that game right now. I don't know if that's backwards compatible on Xbox One. Um, I don't know if that's uh, on Steam as well. But I mean it's it's not as widely available as you know the other games like the Resident Evil uh, One remake or the Resident Evil Two remake or Resident Evil Three. Um, but that I don't. Uh, I don't know if that's coming out or what what the plans are for that one. 
Um, and that was kind of a game too where Resident Evil was getting people were getting burned out by that at that point because that was like the the fourth game in the series within four years. Um, and it was one of the uh, the games before Resident Evil Four, which changed the gameplay style as well. So, um, what's up next for the franchise? Uh, new stuff coming out is Resident Evil Eight, or what they're what Capcom is calling Resident Evil Village, uh, which was announced officially on June eleventh at the PS Five Future of Gaming event for a two thousand twenty one release date, and they had a pretty cool release uh, reveal trailer showing some of the new characters and enemies and potential areas of the game and things like that. Uh, this will be a direct sequel to Resident Evil 7 with another first-person perspective featuring the, the series' new protagonist, Ethan Winters. Um, this game was rumored to be in development for a while, and some of the earlier rumors for the game turned out to be true. Um, it's going to be more of a departure for the series um, as far as, like, you know, just the the storyline, I think, and then, like, the lore of the game. Uh, it seems like there's more dealings with the occult and hallucinations. And the trailer also showed a new werewolf-like enemy. So I don't know where uh, zombies fit in this game or viruses because that's a completely different enemy to the Resident Evil franchise. Um, it's, set, it's set in some sort of village, and there's also a castle-looking building, so it's kind of similar to Resident Evil 4. Uh, Chris Redfield is in the game. Uh, the franchise is one of the main franchise's protagonists, uh, as he did appear towards the end of Resident Evil 7, so he's also making a return in this game. I think the game looks awesome. Um, I'm pretty excited for Resident Evil uh, Village, Resident Evil 8. Uh, I'm actually more excited for that than another Resident Evil remake. I think I'm kind of... Uh, I think I'm good on the Resident Evil remakes. After playing Resident Evil 3 remake, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Um, I will. I will. I'm, I'm gonna play Resident Evil 4 remake if it's, you know, if it comes out. Of course, because that's, you know, I, I I might talk trash about it, but I'll I'll end up buying it and playing it. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 8 looks looks pretty sweet. Um, definitely interested in the game. It's gonna be kind of controversial for fans of the franchise because it's such a different perspective, just based on the story and some of the gameplay, and it's also like a first person mode. So I know like when Resident Evil 7 came out, people were like. Oh, no, they changed Resident Evil. And um, I used to be one of those types of people, too. Like, oh, Resident Evil should be, like, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and blah, blah, blah. But um, it does look pretty pretty great. I can't wait to play it. Uh, 2021 release date. So that looks like a pretty cool game. And that's kind of where the franchise is going. So you kind of have the new games coming out, Resident Evil Village, and you got these rumors of a Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, so you kind of have the, the new school and the old school coming together with, with two different type of releases out there. But as far as Resident Evil 3 Remake goes, um, I did have fun with it. It was a decent game. It was all right. But for, as far as a remake and a, as a fan of the original game, um, it's one of my favorite games on the PlayStation. Uh, I remember when it came out, I have, you know, there's nostalgia for it, but just was even then it was just such a cool game with the nemesis and stuff. I don't feel it was a it was a great remake. Um, and just as a game itself, as a standalone game without any of those other factors, I think it's just okay. Um, it's too linear. It's too. It's just missing something. It's just missing that like something that make it a great game. And especially when you compare it to Resident Evil Two Remake, it's just not on the same level. It's not even comparable. So I feel like they. You know, it was a missed opportunity for sure of what this Resident Evil 3 remake should have been. And, you know, well, it's it's done now. They can't do anything about it um, unless, you know, maybe in like 10 or 15 years they'll re remake it again. Who knows? You know, we'll, play, we'll be playing Resident Evil 3 remake remake. Um, or maybe they'll even remake the, you know, they'll remake the, the GameCube uh, remake. So we'll just keep getting remakes um, for the Resident Evil franchise. But um, overall, Resident Evil 3, I'm disappointed by it. it. I can still recognize it. The gameplay was fun. Had some good stuff to it. But overall, not what I was expecting. And I still think Resident Evil 2 Remake is, is such a better game. And I'm just disappointed that uh, what they did with the Nemesis and how that turned out 
kind of took away his cool factor, his scary factor, and, and everything involved in that. But overall, those are my thoughts on the game. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to probably forget about Resident Evil 3 Remake by the end of the year. I think most people have already forgotten about it. It doesn't really have a, a lasting appeal to it. You know, once you beat the game, that's pretty much it. Unless you're like hardcore and want to go out and beat the game again and get all the rankings and stuff. But most people aren't going to do that. They're just going to beat the game and forget about it. So overall, you know, disappointing. But what are you going to do? Game's already out. So um, all the thing that you can look forward to is if you're a Resident Evil fan is Resident Evil Village. And then whenever they announce more remakes you know it looks like resident evil 4 remakes the next one coming up in the pipeline so that's it for this episode going over my thoughts on resident evil 3 the resident evil 3 remake again you can follow me on twitter and instagram at the username underscore tim bowman that's underscore t-i-m-b-o-w-m-a-n you can also check out my website at T-I-M-B-O-W-M-A-N.me. That's timbowman.me. And also be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to them. Again, it's on Spotify. You can listen to it on my website, on anywhere you get your podcast. And thanks for listening to the show, and I'll catch you later.